Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Twins win early Saturday matinee. Kind of a rare late-season matinee. Final Saturday matinee of the season. We'll get a Sunday day game at Target Field. And we have a busy sports day lined up for you. The huddle, Pete Nigerian, day of shorts between 10 and noon. At noon, inside Twins. Should be very interesting. Corey Provost, Derek Falvey, and I would assume Byron Buxton will be a topic of conversation. Obviously, with the Twins reducing their magic number at the moment to 14, could be 13 by the end of play today with the Twins' 8-4 win over the Mets. Kent to the victory. A big blow, a triple by Max Kepler. Twins blow it open in the seventh with four runs, go on to an 8-4 victory. Eight runs, 13 hits, no errors. Four runs, seven hits, and no errors. The Twins now eight games over 500, running away in this division. And I said it last night on final pitch with Chris Tubbs. I was in for Henry Lake. Henry worked earlier in the day. And I had an opportunity to be on before the Twins and after the ball game last night. And I, I brought up this point that had the Twins' bats been more productive early in the season when they were getting lights out starting pitching, April, May, June, that this should have been over much earlier. It, it is now, for all practical purposes, over. And winning the division was the goal, and it appears that they are well on track to win the American League Central. Until it's over, it's not over. <laughs> and um, but, but they're on the right track. But in reality, with the lights-out starting pitching they got, had this everyday lineup been more productive earlier in the year, they, they should have had a double-digit lead at the All-Star break, and they didn't. And now, now the lineup's starting to click. And you can't underestimate, ultimately, Carlos Correa picking it up. But Roy Lewis in this lineup, having Jorge Polanco back and appears to be healthy, and a productive Max Kepler. And Kepler was a big story today with three RBI. Kyle Farmer added a couple RBI, had three hits in the ball game today and four trips. But Kepler's resurgence... Because you can go back to earlier this season. There were a lot of fans and a lot of media that were saying, it's time to move on. It's, it's over. He, he can't produce anymore with the bat. But give the Twins credit, they hung in there. Now, I, I think they've been overly stubborn on Joey Gallo, who's on the entry list right now. 
But the the Max Kepler story continues to intrigue me because he had to be or had to feel like he was on the brink of this is the end of the line. They're they're going to designate me for an for assignment, and I'm going to be trying to find a job somewhere. So so give give Kepler a lot of credit. Give the Twins credit for hanging in there with him and having it pay dividends because he did come up big. So so you've got a veteran like Polanco in the lineup, productive, even though he struck out three times today. Still still an important part of this thing. And then you got a youngster in Royce Lewis contributing. You've got Alex Kirilov, who pinch hit today and uh, picked up a walk, ended up scoring a run, and was a starter since coming back from the injured list on Friday night. You know, they, they continue to, to add and get key pieces healthy. And then, of course, Kenta Maeda uh, battling today. And the line on Maeda, not really anything to write home about, uh, five and a third, five hits, two runs, both of them earned, struck out two, walked one, gave up a home run, but you will take it. Just what you got out of Dallas Keiko last night. Now, granted, this New York Mets team, I mean, let's face it, they're 13 games under 500 now after the loss today. They're they're not a very good ball club. But uh, the, the Twins sent, you, you could argue, a couple of guys at the tail end of the rotation, a couple of veteran guys, and they were able to get it done with, with Keuchel not figuring in the decision last night. I think that went to Thielbar, uh, the win. But Miami gets the W today. So that is very good stuff indeed uh, for the Minnesota Twins on a Saturday. Uh, once again, the Guardians and the Angels from Anaheim uh, later on tonight. Maybe you can keep an eye on that while you're watching a little college football tonight. We'll have another rundown of those scores momentarily. Andy Greeter joins us at about 520 with a preview of the Golden Gopher game against Eastern Michigan. Could be a wet start. That rain, maybe a thunderstorm, is going to move through. We hope there's no lightning. We hope there's no delays at Huntington Bank Stadium, and they get that one in on uh, on time tonight without any weather delays. And then, of course, the Vikings and their big season opener tomorrow, and we'll kick that around a little bit later on. We'll go outdoors before the end of the show with Steve Carney and Steve Carney Outdoors. Pablo Lopez on the mound. you got to like that uh, matchup for the Twins. 10-7 and seven this year is ERA 3.64. Coverage at noon inside Twins. Derek Falvey, Corey Provis. Lineup card, Chris Atterbury at 12.30. And then, of course, Corey and Danny with all the play-by-play in the final game of that three-game set. All right, let's get you up to date on the regional college football scoreboard one more time. Uh, the Northern Sun, uh, they jump right into it. They, they play uh, very few non-conference games in this league. And on this Saturday, MSU Moorhead blew out Minot State in Moorhead. Good win for the Dragons, 56-14. to Augustana beat Shadron State 27-3. to Winona State beat Concordia St. Paul 33-8 to uh, downriver in Winona. Sioux Falls, a winner on the road at Mary. The long trip from Sioux Falls to Bismarck. Uh, years and years ago, I was the play-by-play announcer uh, for Cougar football. This is when they were NAIA. And then I did some men's and women's games as well during the basketball season. So Sioux Falls, University of Sioux Falls, near and dear to my heart. They have a great play-by-play guy in Tom Frederick. 
Uh, the Cougars win at Mary 36-17. Coming up later on, Bemidji State at Southwest Minnesota State. UMD and Aberdeen at Northern State. And then Wayne State in Mankato to play Minnesota State. That is a 6 o'clock tilt. Let's get over to the MIAC today. Huge showdown. Uh, MIAC, WIAC. Uh, you had St. John's taking on UW-Whitewater on the road. It was all Whitewater late in the game. It, it was close. Johnny's had a lead in the third. Whitewater explodes for a 56-28 victory today. Wartburg comes out of Iowa, beats Bethel and Arden Hills 16-2. Carlton beat Pomona Pitzer 45-24 down in Northfield at Laird Stadium. Rockford University beat St. Scholastica 38-37 in Rockford, Illinois. St. Olaf wins big at Luther down in Iowa, 52-21. Nice win for the Oles. Tonight, Hamlin at Minnesota Morris. A couple of scores I haven't seen. Pacific Lutheran at Concordia. That was a 1 o'clock start up in Moorhead. And McAllister was at Martin Luther in New Ulm. Have not seen finals on that. My apologies. We'll try and track those down for you. Uh, out of the WIAC, River Falls a win at I- Ohio Wesleyan, 37-10. Quite a road trip there. Hardin-Simmons in Texas wins at EW Lacrosse, 28-21. Stevens Point beats St. Norbert, 31-28. Oshkosh falls at Wheaton of Illinois, 30-21. Coe of Iowa beat Eau Claire, 44-14. Dickinson State and Stout still haven't seen a final on that. Uh, later on, Platteville and Dubuque. And tough day for St. Thomas. Tommies go on the road. They lose at the Dakota Dome in Vermilion. The South Dakota Coyotes shut out St. Thomas 24-0. That'll be a long road trip back to St. Paul. So you're up to date on what's going on there. When we come back, we'll preview the Gophers and Eastern Michigan on this Saturday. Twins game early. Go for football tonight. Viking football in the season opener at U.S. Bank Stadium uh, tomorrow at noon. So a big sports weekend here in the Twin Cities. Andy Grader of the Pioneer Press coming up on News Talk, E3O-WCCO. Big sports weekend. Twins and Mets. Twins got it done. Game two of the three games set today. Golden Gold for football tonight at Huntington Bank Stadium. And then the Vikes opener against Tampa Bay tomorrow at high noon. U.S. Bank Stadium in the series finale. Twins and Mets. So a busy, busy day downtown Minneapolis on Sunday. Gopher football in the spotlight right now. Andy Greeter covers the Gophers for the Pioneer Press online at TwinCities.com. Andy, good to visit with you. Gophers out of the gate. 1-0. They found a way to beat the Huskers. That's what really matters is get the W and move on. And now they get to Eastern Michigan tonight, and they are heavily favored 20 points is the latest I saw. Yeah, I mean, obviously you want to, you know, improve off of game one. And I think the biggest area that the Gophers need to look to do so against Eastern Michigan is is on the ground in their running game. You know, they only had 55 yards rushing uh, against Nebraska and, you know, they need to probably triple that for people to leave this game feeling good about where they are uh, in the run game uh, going into North Carolina next week. And, Andy, college football has these tune-ups for a reason. In the pro game, they have three preseason games. The, the stars don't play. 
but a lot of the other guys get snaps, they get rhythm, the, the, the coaches get into the flow of the game. And you think, well, you know, they're playing Eastern Michigan and so on and so forth. But but you need these tune-ups before you get into the meat of the Big Ten schedule, particularly the, the schedule the Gophers are looking at this year. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, this is an Eastern Michigan team that, that you know, while that spread is, is almost three touchdowns, you know, they went and beat Arizona State uh, last year on the road. And, you know, they're known for being a, a, a tough MAC opponent. So, you know, you can't take them lightly. Obviously, you know, we were having conversations, you know, two years ago when they when they lost to Bowling Green as a 30-point favorite. So, you know, it, it, it is looked at as, okay, this, this should be a win. You should be able to find ways to improve off of, of how you did against Nebraska. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's a real team. And, uh, you know, they have to have to show up to, to get the job done. Yeah, and going back a week, a, a, a huge deal just to get the W. Not only a Big Ten win, but but to find a way and, and get some plays. And it, it was my instant analysis, and I, I think P.J. Fleck said it post game. Guys stepped up and made plays, including the kicker who kicked the game winner, which was by no mean a, a chip shot or a gimme. Guys made plays at the end of the game, and that's encouraging. Yeah, I mean, in those last three minutes, they had, you know, two takeaways, a forced fumble, uh, an interception, you know, a dramatic touchdown in the back of the end zone where Daniel Jackson somehow drags his left foot and keeps his right foot off the ground. Uh, and, you know, they get a touchdown there. And then one of those takeaways that I just mentioned before a 47-yard field goal from a guy who's in his first start as a kicker. So, you know, all three phases of the game showed up in those final three minutes, and they absolutely had to because up until that point, they only scored only three points. And the offense really struggled to, to get into a rhythm. We talked about the running game, but passing game, you know, wasn't firing on all cylinders. Ethan Kelly McManus had some amazing throws, and then he would have, you know, some head-scratching ones. You know, he had this one where he kind of stepped outside of the pocket and threw it like a, a quarter angle on his arm and and zipped the ball out to the to the right sideline. And then you know, one or two plays later, he locks this lollipop up and it's intercepted by Nebraska. So I think, you know, you see kind of the ups and downs that a, that a young quarterback who is promising can provide. And then, you know, they were able to, to put it together late. They had two you know, late scoring drives to be able to, to get that win. And, and when you have a young quarterback that's in those high-pressure situations I think that that bodes well for the future that at the moment wasn't too big for him or or anyone wearing maroon and gold last Thursday so eastern Carolina tonight 6 30 we'll keep our fingers crossed that if we do get rain it moves through quickly and we certainly don't want any weather delays uh, tonight at Huntington Bank Stadium for game two of the season and then uh, a big road test looms real deal road test at North Carolina next week. I know they're not thinking about that, but it, it, it amplifies what is a very difficult schedule as the season moves on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, North Carolina is ranked in the top 25. They've got a, a quarterback that's received a lot of praise here this year and Drake may, and, you know, they, they beat South Carolina last week in the season opener and they're, they're playing app state uh, here right now. So, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be a difficult, a difficult game for sure. You know, I, I like the fact that the Gophers are, are scheduling, you know, more and more power five, quote unquote, power five schools uh, in non-conference play. You know, they had a home and home against 
Colorado, and, and good thing they they scheduled it before Deion right. Sanders got there. Uh, but you know, next year they next year they have California. Uh, after that, they've got you know Ole Miss down the road. They've got Alabama. So I just think it's it's just better for the sport when you play you know, marquee teams that they are outside of the conference. I'd imagine there's going to be uh, you know quite a few Gophers that are going to be able to to make the trip to North Carolina. And I just remember you know what it was like at Folsom Field in Boulder a couple of years ago with eight to ten thousand Gopher fans. I think they really enjoy the aspect and the opportunity to to travel and see their team in unique spots. Yeah, I've been to North Carolina a couple of times. Beautiful state. If anybody's kicking it around to make the trip, check it out. North Carolina, uh, gorgeous, and and hopefully it's not too hot next week for that one. Back to the football game tonight. We haven't really yeah. really talked a, a ton defensively, but you yeah. know, defensively, um, th- this is also an important aspect of the the, and they are going to be tested. We look at the schedule this year and defensively so far what have you seen andy you've been you've, you've you've been to camp you've seen this team practice and now you've seen them play once yeah you know they were able to to hold nebraska uh, without a touchdown outside of uh, a trick play that was uh was busted and fumbled and somehow completed uh for a touchdown so outside of one trick play you know they held nebraska uh to a field goal in that game so I think they, they've kept their, their high standard of how they want to be defensively. You know, they were able to do so with, with arguably their, their best player in the front seven in Cody Lindenberg, who's out with a, a leg injury and he's not going to play here again tonight. Uh, so they had to turn to some young linebackers and, and they played okay. Um, you know, in the secondary, Tyler Newbin had two interceptions and it was one of the highest graded safeties in the country according to pro football focus. He, you know, received the, Jim Thorpe Award Player of the Week, Pro Football or the Senior Bowl, you know, said he was the Defensive Player of the Week. So he was, he's looked at as an All-American candidate, and he he came on the scene, uh, proving it in the in the game against Nebraska last week. And they really need that in the, in the secondary because there's a lot of a lot of turnover in the back, in the back four. You know, they've got a new uh, new cornerback and a new safety next to Tyler Newbin and. And both of those young guys in transfers have acquitted themselves well and, and have kept the standard that's become a, a stifling defense uh, for the Gophers for a number of years now. All right. Uh, something new. Uh, I, I just flat out call it an injury report. Um, how's that working out so far? I, I imagine there's a fair amount of resistance across the game uh, to these injury reports being issued. I mean, they're great. They're, they're fundamentally fantastic without right. a doubt. You know, usually, you know, before games, I'm going through the roster and seeing who's available and who's sure. not. When you have a, a college football roster for a home game, you got 110 players to sort through to find out who's playing and who's not. And at this point, you know exactly who's playing and who's not at the start of the game. And that's incredibly valuable. Everyone, when, the, when, when I was able to break that story from Big Ten level, a couple of weeks ago, everyone was in my mentions saying, oh, this is just about gambling. This is only, it's the only reason they're doing this. And I pushed back, obviously, you know, professionally for myself, but just for fans in general, right? I mean, anybody that comes to these games, you're going to want to know who's playing or not, if you have money on it or not. So right. I think it's, it's, it's beneficial to have transparency in this, right? And obviously there's, there's another layer to it too, where the, the availability aspect comes into play because the Gophers have, you know, Craig McDonald, who's a transfer who went to Minnehaha Academy, who went to Iowa State, and then he went to Auburn, and now he's back with the Gophers. And, you know, there have been 
They've been trying to get an appeal for him to be eligible right away, and he's out for a second game. And the NCAA is, has been dragging its feet on, on, you know, kind of letting schools know uh, if their players are eligible or not with the second transfer. So, you know, there is an availability aspect to it there. And also, you know, there's disciplinary aspects of it as well. So it's not just injuries, but it's eligibility and it's, it's potential discipline as well. Yeah, and uh, I I think it, it it is good and it is a long time coming because in in reality this this info would somehow get out and I think there were unfair advantages um, when when something leaked out in in the rumor mill and and now it's just a lot more straightforward. I, it, it's it's a great move and a long time coming, and I'll, I'll just throw this on. I'm sure the gamblers appreciate it as well. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's important to, like I said, to reiterate. You know, it's important to know who plays and who doesn't, and uh, and to squash potential rumors or not, and and to kind of have a uniform standard for who's playing and who's not, and uh, to let fans know that because they're paying money to come to games. Yeah, and I, I think one other storyline I wanted to bring up. It will also be interesting to see what kind of gate they get tonight against Eastern Michigan. They open at home on a Thursday night. We understand the State Fair, et cetera. Nebraska was in here. Some Huskers fans showed up in town. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see who it turns out tonight. Sometimes these games can be a challenge. Yeah, I think they had you know 53,000 announced attendance last yeah. week, which I think was the fifth best in the history of the stadium. I had heard that it, uh, you know, kind of announced number might be around 45. Obviously, that includes, you know, people that that have season tickets that that don't come to the game. So I think, you know, there's kind of a band cheer aspect tonight's game. So there will be a lot of a lot of students, a lot of high school students and kids and cheerleaders that'll be at this game, as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, it's not going to be as big of a draw as a, as a Big Ten game against a Nebraska outfit that, that travels well. So I don't think it's going to be quite the same type of crowd, but I think it's going to be, you know, pretty strong. And, and if the weather holds off, it should be a good night. All right, Andy, always good to visit with you. Thanks so much. Uh, you, you can follow Andy online, of course, uh, Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it. And then, of course, uh, in the paper, uh, TwinCities.com or the Pioneer Press on Sunday for a full game coverage. Thanks, Andy. Andy Greeter of the Pioneer Press joining us here on News Talk E3O-WCCO. It is 532. We'll have an update on the weather. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. In a moment. Twins win, beat the Mets in a matinee at Target Field today. Same two teams tomorrow. Twins win today 8-4. Kenta Maeda goes 5 and a third to get the victory in that one. Max Kepler, a big triple. They blow it open in the seventh and cruise to the victory. The lead back to seven, the magic number, down to 14. Cleveland and the Angels from Anaheim later on tonight. So the magic number could shrink and uh, the games up could go to seven and a half. So we'll see how that plays out. By the way, tomorrow, the huddle, Pete Najeri and Dave Schwartz between 10 and noon at noon inside Twins. Corey Provis, Derek Falvey. I would expect Byron Buxton to be a topic of conversation in that show at noon tomorrow. We'll see about that. And then at 1230, Chris Atterbury uh, doing the lineup card, and then Corey and Danny with all the play-by-play at 110. And then following that, we're not done with the sports stuff from the Outdoor News. Rob Drew's line between 5 and 6 o'clock. So you're up to date on what's happening there. Quick rundown of what's going on in college football. In the Northern Sun, a big one in progress. Bemidji State already rolling at Southwest Minnesota State. Beavers up 14-0 early second quarter. Winona beat Concordia St. Paul 38-8. MSU Moore had down Minot State 56-14. Sioux Falls winner at Mary 36-17. Augustana beat Shadron State 27-3. Coming up later on in the Northern Sun, UMD at Northern State in Aberdeen at 6. Wayne State at Minnesota State in Mankato at 6 o'clock. Not the greatest news out of the MIAC today. Uh, St. John's got a big win a week ago. Well, they go on the road and they get blown out by UW-Whitewater 56-28. This was a close game in the third, and then Whitewater pulled away for the big victory there. Wartburg won at Bethel 16-2 today. McAllister, a winner at Martin Luther in New Ulm, 56-27. Carlton got a win over Pomona Pomona Pitzer in Northfield. Easy for me to say, 45-24. Rockford beat St. Scholastica, 38-27. St. Olaf, a winner at Luther, 52-21. Concordia hosting Pacific Lutheran. Still haven't seen a score on the MIAC scoreboard. Hamlin at Minnesota Morris tonight at 6 under the lights. Over in the WIAC, UW River Falls off to a good start. Uh, they played well a year ago. Uh, River Falls beat Iowa Wesleyan 37-10. Lacrosse fell to Hardin-Simmons 28-21 in Lacrosse. Love that town. Stevens Point beat St. Norbert 31-28. It was Wheaton over Oshkosh 30-21 in Illinois. Cole beat Eau Claire 44-14 in Iowa. No score Dickinson and Stout. My apologies there. Whitewater beat St. John's, as we mentioned, 56-28 tonight. Plantville at Dubuque, Iowa tonight. Bad news, Tommy fans. South Dakota all over the Tommies, 24-0 at the Dakota Dome in Vermillion. So you're up to date on the regional scoreboard. Uh, Time to squeeze in. A quick Big Ten scoreboard at the moment. In progress in the Big Ten right now. Uh, Purdue, they had a weather delay in their game. And we're waiting for the scoreboard to update. Purdue now leading at Virginia Tech. 17-0 that game early in quarter number two. In the fourth, number two Michigan over UNLV. 35-7 the big house emptying out. 
Iowa leading Iowa State 20 to 13 late in the fourth Cyhawk game this year in Ames. Tonight, number 19, Wisconsin, Washington State. Uh, that is out in Pullman. Uh, Maryland hosts Charlotte. Rutgers welcomes Temple in uh, Piscataway, New Jersey. And Minnesota and Eastern Michigan, thanks again to Andy Greeter. That's the 6.30 start at Huntington Bank Stadium. Finals, uh, Sparty beats Richmond 45-14. Uh, the Wildcats over Utah 38-7. UTEP, that is. Game in Evanston in Columbus, number five, Ohio State beat Youngstown State 35-7. to Number seven, Penn State rolls over Delaware at Happy Valley, 63-7. to And how about this? Number 22, Colorado. Coach Prime, uh, the, the story of the year so far in college football, Deion Sanders leads his team over Nebraska 36-14. to How about that? So you're up to date on some of the scores for now. Vikes, Bucks tomorrow, season opener. Uh, if you follow this sort of thing, and, and I do, even though I'm not really a gambler, uh, the Vikes opened as six-point favorites. They are now five-and-a-half-point favorites. Nothing really of note on either injury report uh, for these teams. Um, and I promise I'm not going to rip Baker Mayfield uh, be, because Josh Wheeler is our producer. I didn't know you were a Baker Mayfield guy. I think the biggest indicator of this is I'm a big Oklahoma Sooners fan. Okay. So okay. it kind of you can put the pieces of the puzzle together that yeah, way. But I've been the biggest Baker supporter since, uh, honestly, since he transferred from Texas Tech, and uh, I just think he's gotten a lot. I'll be the first to admit he has definitely been humbled a lot since leaving Cleveland, Carolina. I think this has been a huge humbling experience for him because, let's be honest, he kind of needed to be put a little bit in line. But uh, I think he has the potential to do something good with a team I think he showed a little bit of that glimmer in the game against the Raiders that he played for uh, the Rams briefly last season. Uh, But I just think he kind of gets a bad rap, and I I think he can definitely throw the deep ball when he has some good receivers around him. Uh, Personally, I think, you know, the Cleveland situation, if he can find the way, if he can find his game that he had when he was with the Browns and he put uh, a 48 spot, him in that offense, honestly, collectively put a 48 spot on the Pittsburgh Steelers a few years ago. Like that's, that's the, the Baker Mayfield we need to find and he needs to find. And I think that uh, this spells out a perfect and you, you and Tubbs talked about it a little bit. This spells out a perfect scenario, like a most, the most Minnesota Vikings scenario for a season would be them losing week one in a terrible loss to a terrible Buccaneers team and Baker Mayfield at the home. I think this is uh I think this is definitely a trap game if there ever was one on the schedule for the Vikings this year. Yeah, and, and I think, you know, the the odds maker making the Vikes only 6 point favorites to open and now it's down to 5 and a half is telling. And here's why. Brian Flores came in, took over the defense, much maligned defense. It it cost Mike Zimmer his job. They were two terrible seasons to close out the Mike Zimmer era. And then Ed Donatel, we know. But here's the thing. Ed Donatel doesn't play at all on the field. Last time I checked. Didn't, didn't take one snap in the field to play. And you can talk all you want about scheme. But in reality, it's about players and it's about talent. And can Brian Flores take the available talent and scheme and get this team to a point where they somewhat improve defensively? Because offensively, you have to, in general, 
like what they have. The O-line was better a year ago. Kirk Cousins is a marvel of durability. Um, he, he does put up big numbers. You have Justin Jefferson. I like Alexander Madison. Uh, TJ Hawkinson got paid. He appears to be feeling better after uh, an injury-ravaged preseason. <clears throat> um, so there, there's a lot to like offensively and a lot to be concerned about defensively. And, oh, by the way, they're looking up at the Lions already in the NFC North. So there's that. Also, another thing to add to it, too, is, and I think a lot of people are starting to think maybe this is the Denny Green mentality from when they were in the NFC Championship back in 98. I think this is one of those situations where a lot of Vikings fans kind of hope that they can win a ring solely on offense and not have the best defense. And I think that's kind of what they, what spell, honestly, that's how this Vikings team is kind of drawn out to be right now, at least until we see something different from Flores this year is basically their offense is great. We showed, uh, we saw a lot of examples of that last year. The defense is not good enough to get them far enough where they can succeed at that next level. And I'm curious to see kind of what Flores can do. You guys talked about it yesterday as well. Like I don't, I don't think people should expect a huge, huge jump right out of the gate from this defense. I think it's going to, it's going to be a process. It's not going to be, you know, all of a sudden we are the purple people eaters behind Brian Flores. I highly, I would place serious money that that does not happen out of the gate with this team. But I, I definitely do think adjustments need to be made and people need to step up. You, you hit it right on the head. It's not all about scheme with this defense. It's also about players needing to fulfill their potential, whether it's, you know, the Daniil Hunters of the game or the serious big-time players on the defense for the Vikings this season that need to step up and make the plays and not worry so much about, oh, the scheme doesn't work. You you have some serious draft capital in that defense, at least you did yep. last season, and it, it definitely needs to show this season if something's going to develop and progress out of uh, that defense. Yeah, there has to be some improvement for, for this team to have a chance to return to the postseason. I don't care how good their offense is defensively. Uh, they, they've got to be much, much improved because a year ago, everything went their way. Every close game went yeah. their way. That that doesn't happen two years in a row. The yeah, you, you made Daniel Jones sale. look like Patrick Mahomes, honestly. You made him look yeah. for a week because, let's be honest, Sports oh, Center, SportsCenter and all these other sports channels were talking about Daniel Jones like it was the second coming yeah. of, of his career or something after he beat a very terrible Vikings defense and all of a sudden – He's putting being he got a guaranteed contract out of that, and now it's being honestly considered one of the biggest heists in New York Giants organization history, getting all that money for one really good performance against a really bad defense. Dan, Daniel Jones, financial security, uh, tip of the cap <laughs> yeah. to the Viking D. All right, quick break. We'll come back. We'll go outdoors with Steve Carney and wrap it up on a Saturday here at News Talk. E3OWCCO. Twins win Gophers tonight, Vikes tomorrow at high noon, Twins series finale in the Mets. Uh, our sports coverage begins with the huddle, Pete Najeri and Dave Schwartz between 10 and noon. Inside Twins at noon, Corey Probus, Derek Falvey, 12.30. Our lineup card, Chris Atterbury, Corey and Danny with all the play-by-play. Right now, let's get outdoors. Steve Carney joins us. Steve Carney outdoors, a little fall in the air, steve Hey, good afternoon, Steve. Yes, what a wonderful day on the water. I'm just, like, jumping up and down. It was awesome. We had some really good uh, 
overcast come in here up at Lakes Country this morning, and I had five boats in my group with 10 veterans from the Gulf War that we took out today and had an outstanding morning. And I'll tell you, when you get that overcast and a little bit of wind, those fish are really going. And so we had a very productive morning with a bunch of really nice people, and um, it was great. It was nice to see the fishing kind of turn around a little bit after a tough couple of months. So great day. I'm in an awesome mood, man. Yeah, that's great. Great day on the water and uh, tip of the cap uh, to the, to the vets there, uh, duck hunting season. Uh, you want to talk a little bit about decoys. We, we, we've got limited time, but, uh, tell us a little bit more about getting the decoys ready. Well, you know, the biggest thing, Steve, is to really mix up that decoy spread. You know, a lot of guys go out and throw out a dozen mallards and if you ever look at a bunch of ducks on the water, there's different, you know, silhouettes there's you know short ones tall ones long ones small ones and instead of just throwing out your standard 12 mallards mix it up a little bit put some widgeon in there some small bluing teal mix it up so you've got different body sizes in there and that'll really make a difference you can put a couple feeders in there and you know the more you you know you diversify it and mix it up the better off you're going to be so we're looking forward to that ducks in a couple of weeks we got the bow opener for deer next week a lot of things happening. Fishing is coming around. It's uh, really a tremendous time, and I love these 60s and 70s. Bring it on. This is awesome. We're done with the heat, so now everything just starts getting better and better. Yeah, yeah, a little cooler at night, and uh, you had a pretty good bite today, and uh, who knows, that fall bite uh, may, may be coming up. Anglers got to be excited about that, Steve. I think so. I like, you know, the 70s during the day, and we get 40s at night, and that's just going to make things get better and better. We're going to get, you know, the ducks migrating a little bit yep. more. We're going to get the deer moving on their feet a little bit more. So this is just a wonderful time of year, and the cooler it gets, the better it's going to be. So looking forward to a great fall. All right, we'll do it again next week, normal time, following the news at 4. Sounds great, Steve. Have a great day. All right, there he is, Steve Carney. Steve Carney Outdoors could be raining in your neighborhood. We need it. And then that'll be about it for the week. Things are going to dry out as uh, these showers, maybe a thunderstorm in your neighborhood. Heaviest stuff down uh, between Rochester and Winona and heading east. Here in the cities right now, 71 degrees, still a chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm tonight. A low near 59 tomorrow, partly sunny, 72, 71 Monday, 66 Tuesday, back into the 70s for the end of the week. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.